0: J. Will, and the podcast.
1: What are they going to do in Indianapolis, huh? Because Carson Wentz is out anywhere from 5 to 12 weeks what Frank Reich says. This is Kijan, Jay Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Shake Hornet, Bart Scott filling in for the guys this morning. And so we're going to take a little pivot here from one injury to another, and that is with the Dallas Cowboys because in just two sleeps, we are going to see the Cowboys and the Steelers in the Hall of Fame game. So as, uh, preseason games get underway. Boy, we didn't have any preseason games last year and so we do get them this year and so Cowboys and Steelers it is but in terms of injuries Dak Prescott has that latissimus strain in his throwing shoulder which is essentially a muscle strain but nonetheless part he has not thrown since we've learned of this injury so he has not thrown in essentially a week and so is there any reason to think that we will see him in the preseason not only on Thursday but at all remember it's his second year in this offense with Mike McCarthy and he's only played five games in the last calendar year what are your thoughts
0: yeah, I think that we do see Dak because he hasn't knocked the rust off. I think we see him in a limited capacity. I think he's going to you know, have some handing the ball off, maybe a couple throws down the field, and he's going to get up out of there. Oh, you're talking about for the the spring game you're talking about in preseason. I I think you see him a little bit. You have to kind of get his feet underneath him. He has to get confidence and he has to get that muscle memory, that muscle endurance and that only happens by playing live action, right? Because when when things are scripted out in practice, it's not a real reaction because you kind of understand especially when you get to week two or week three, people don't realize you start understanding the tendencies and the peers and what you're playing in. You start playing to the peers and the tendencies. You want some real natural, I don't know what the hell's going on what they're doing, what this guy does like when you go in practice you know this guy's a blitzer all the time right you know this guy's the guy if anybody's doing something this guy is gonna jump the route you start playing to camp and not playing to to have a natural reaction
1: so you say that we're not gonna or that we will see a little bit of Dak Prescott gotta, in the preseason for that something. exact reason but Mike Tannenbaum our ESPN NFL front office insider disagreed he was on with us earlier this morning said no shot we see Dak in the preseason
2: he's just too valuable and we already saw like how the margins here are so small. we got to get him ready to go. Look, we may have some contact practices. We may script some things that give him difficult looks in terms of seven-on-seven team periods, but there's no way I can put him at risk. He's just way too valuable to this franchise.
1: Uh, well, way too valuable in a lot of different ways. One, in the fact that you paid him a lot of money during yeah. the offseason. And two, obviously, we saw what happened last year after week five when the wheels fell off when he was hurt and carted off the field. Um, so what happens now, we will see. But the, I, would, I would lean toward Mike Tannenbaum on this. I mean, you know better than I. Obviously, you played in, in the preseason and on national fo- yeah. in the National Football League. But I just feel like why even risk it if his shoulder's already sore and, and he's already not feeling 100 percent? Why even put him out there?
0: Because game one is against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, true, and you better be sharp. You know, yeah. you get some teams. You can say, okay, this is the first game of the season. We're going to be rusty. They're going to be rusty. They're going to have their whole install in because they're bringing the same team back. Yeah, so they're going to be able to grow packages, right? So what you study on them, they're going to have you know answers for like the adjustments that you make because it's the same squad. That's so good you're going to have the chemistry and know that. So you better come out right because you are facing Goliath, right? According to 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 Jerry, Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. So you better make sure that you're sharp, and to be sharp, you better have your timing down. You can't be figuring out your timing against a defense like the the, the, the Buccaneers that have great pass rushers and guys on the outside that will are opportunistic and will jump routes. It's
1: a good point. That's a really good point because the Bucks and the Cowboys do face off on Thursday night football um, to open the season. Okay, so This begs a bigger question, right, in terms of the Cowboys and the Steelers, who, again, we're going to see on Thursday in the Hall of Fame game. It's the first preseason game. And so what is the best-case scenario, worst-case scenario for both the Cowboys and the Steelers? There you see the regular season schedule for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Bucks week one, Chargers week two, Eagles week three on Monday Night Football, and then Panthers week four. We'll have more on the Panthers here in just a little bit. Best-case scenario for the Cowboys is what, Bart?
0: Best-case scenario is four and two. Worst case scenario is two and four. What? What do you mean two and four? I'm talking about I'm looking at their beginning of their schedule.
1: Oh, I mean the whole season. <laughs> We're playing oh, well, 17 well, games here, buddy. What are you talking <laughs> well, about?
0: I'm just trying to get them to the bye. I mean, they. I think. I think they're going to fight for the division but I think it's going to, a lot's going to do with what their head to head matchups are against the Giants they usually always split yeah. but every once in a while you know I mean the Giants you know are poised right and they have something that maybe the Cowboys don't have and that's the ability to stop fourth and one because most games come down, can you convert four from one or can you stop four from one? And I think defense, when you're built defensively and you have a dominant defense, I think the Giants have a top ten defense. They're going to be in a lot of ball games that maybe they shouldn't be because Dak Prescott may be a little bit better than Danny Dimes, but because his defense is better, it's going to hold him in games.
1: So I don't want to speak for you, but worst case scenario would be losing your division
0: for the yeah, Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Okay,
1: best case scenario is what?
0: Win the division, right? Win the division. Um, I don't think they'll have one of the best records in the NFC, but I think they'll be able to maybe be able to be like a, you know, third best record in the NFC, maybe behind you know the other division leaders. Yeah, they they just got to win the games and win their division. Well, if you take care of your division, all the other games. You 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 know, Brian Billick used always tell me, When all your home games and split on the road. That's twelve and that's twelve and four. You know, now if you think about that, I don't know where that that last game is. But, you know, you you want a recipe for like 11-5, and 12-4, and and add the other game on. I can't do math this early in the morning.
1: Okay, fair enough. I got you. I know what you're trying to say here. I mean, best case scenario for me for the Cowboys is the Super Bowl. I mean, that is what this team is built on. Mm. We heard Jerry Jones say when he spoke to the media during training camp he would do anything known to mankind to win a Super Bowl. It has been a minute since the Cowboys were back in this thing. That is best case scenario (laughs) for them because that is what their roster supposedly speaks to. Do I think that's going to happen? Happen? Probably not, right. but it's the best case scenario if they could get an easy draw or they got some injuries. But well, since 1995,
0: out, or... they ain't even been today. Won a playoff game? But they won one playoff more game. One playoff series. So, yeah. so I mean, I think a victory for them is just winning a play. Win, let's win two playoff games before we start oh, let's talking go crazy. about the
1: championship. let's go crazy. Um, yes. So I was looking at the play. Oh, since 1996 till today, so they won their Super Bowl in 1995. They have won four playoff games. Okay, Sweet. 22 other franchises have more over that same period. That's not good. Um, in terms of worst-case scenario, it's not only lose the division, but it's lose the, the division, have more of the same from last season where you've got turmoil in the locker room. Yeah. And then once again, we're talking about Mike McCarthy on the hot seat. I mean, the wheels could really fall yeah. off for the Dallas Cowboys if they don't figure out this thing early, and that is just the truth.
0: Yeah, you, you can only blame Mike Nolan for so long, right? Right. So, so you can only blame, it. Uh, you know, okay, first is, first is you, now it's me. And I think Jerry Jones was patient. He's saying he's going to give Mike McCarthy a chance. This is his chance. Jerry Jones, you hear how impatient he is because he sees his mortality before himself. So he's like, listen, I got to try and get one. I remember being around and and hearing the stories of Art Modell who went all in because he wanted to win a Super Bowl before before he went to the upper room. I think Jerry Jones is trying to do the same.
1: Quickly, best case scenario for the Steelers who they'll face on Thursday night.
0: Ah, uh, I think the best case scenario for the Steelers is for them to win a division, uh, maybe win a playoff game, but I think you know that's about as far as they can go. Worst case scenario is to finish third within a division and be somewhere closer to Cincinnati than that of Baltimore and Cleveland, and then you have to reconsider what you're going to do. But I think this is a team that's you know looking, of course, for the future quarterback. You know, if Big Ben gets hurt and you got to go with tooth-to-truth Haskins, you know what I mean? That could be a bad case scenario because that means – well, who knows? That means you can pick – you'll be picking high in the draft. You can try and get one of these quarterbacks coming out. But, you know, this is the end of a dynasty and the end of an era after this season when Ben Roethlisberger decides to, you know – not take you know not take the snap from center behind the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: It's true, and it all starts Thursday night. Again, Cowboys and Steelers, they open the preseason in the Hall of Fame game on Thursday night. But what about what is going on in Carolina? We're going to get to that next. The NFL preseason starts Thursday, and just in a few weeks, the college football season will begin, and we're looking ahead to it in primetime tonight on ESPN. At 7 Eastern, we'll unveil the ESPN Experts preseason top 25 picks in college football 2021, the power rankings. And then at 8, it's a look at the games that will have the biggest impact this fall. That's on College Football Live. Schedule breakdown as always. Both shows are available on the ESPN app. I said we're going to get to Carolina, and that's where we're going right now. Steve Smith Sr. is with us. He's our uh, he's the NFL NFL Network analyst, and also you can watch NFL Network's Inside Training Camp that airs throughout the week starting each day at 10 a.m. Eastern. He's also a five-time Pro Bowler and a three-time and, and, All-Pro. i got to give him all the accolades. Future
0: Hall of Famer, and once again, my favorite, he is a habitual line stepper like myself. Welcome, welcome! Top of the morning to you, Steve Smith, <laughs> Senior.
1: Was that an okay welcome, Steve? Are you okay with all this?
3: I'm good. What's up, Bart? I see you had two or three cups of coffee this morning.
0: Hey, hey man, you had to, man. I had. To have- Four hours sleep in two days, man. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, Steve, let's get to what's going on with the Caroline Panthers. Can we please? Um, mm-hmm. Look, the, the reaction to what Sam Darnold has done at training camp hasn't really been glowing on the Twitterverse, let's just say. Uh, you know, I've, I've heard yeah. he's thrown some interceptions, some picks. He hasn't come out quite looking as shiny as I think some would like. Um, someone who was at Panthers camp, that would be you. What have you seen from Sam Darnold?
3: Well... I hate to say it this way, but I've never seen a quarterback that switch positions, uh, switch teams, um, have a glowing review in the first couple of weeks. I think is it will take some time uh, for him to adapt, for him to learn this system. You got to understand, he was in a train wreck uh, in with the Jets, so I, I I don't know why people are assuming that you go from chicken. A chicken salad so quickly. It's going to take a little bit of process, and and also the Carolina Panthers are a team that's trying to figure it out um, as well because they're they're retooling. You have management been retooled, ownership has been retooled. I mean, nothing of this transition has been seamless, and I don't believe this will be seamless either. It'll take some time.
0: To your point, Steve, you talk about Sam Darnold, young quarterback, still younger than um, than Burrow in Cincinnati, but also had three coaches in three years in three different offenses and had mono, you know, from spinning the bottle, so to speak. So when you, when you look at these, I I want, I want to rake your expertise, right? When you talk about these, you know, these receivers and this receiving core and potentially what they can be, where would you rank this, um, receiving core? What's your assessment of them in camp?
3: Well, I mean, they got 14 guys, right. And, and, and just looking at my chart, um, Man, at the bottom of my chart right now, just systematically because he's a rookie, is number 88. First of all, he's wearing a wide receiver's number, so that really excites me. And then also, too, uh, Mr. Marshall is also a pretty darn good player. So I would imagine with him being a 14th receiver in that room, I would see him edge up to a 2A, uh, 2B. depends on which way uh, you're looking at this, meaning uh, Robbie Anderson is a guy who came from the Jets, too. He was in that offense he didn't look like a thousand yard receiver he didn't look like a guy that can really um, make defense fears fear him besides running the deep pass and so now you see with a with a different system and a new new set of eyes, you can see that sometimes people can utilize what other other people believe is trash as another man's treasure and he utilized that and and that benefited DJ Moore as well so you add. A, Terrence Marshall. Then you add, I like Shai Smith as well. Um, not great at the school of South Carolina, but I love what he brings to the mm-hmm. table. So um, it's going to be very, very interesting how this wide receiver group plays this year because it all hinges on who. Again, a guy who's touching the ball every single time. Can he make the right decisions? And ultimately, will he make good decisions under duress? They got Cameron Irving, who uh, let's just say he's not – you look at his pro football uh, focus ranking, he's in a declining every year. If he was a stock, I'd be selling it very much – very quickly right now because it doesn't go up. It actually goes down. They're starting to take away my yields. They're starting to take away all the things that I want. I wouldn't pay him. So he's a guy that they got to watch out for, and Greg Little probably needs to move to guard because – Uh, He can't block his soul out on the left tackle as well. So they got a lot of issues uh, that they're trying to figure out on that left side who is going to uh, protect Sam Darnold because we all know uh, this young man does not make good decisions under duress. It would be like basically me and you going grocery shopping after a heavy workout. We make all bad decisions and everything (laughs) goes in the cart.
0: Hey, Steve, following up on your love for South Carolina, How's J.C. Horn looked? You know what I mean? Because, you know, he's come in with high expectations and, you know, thinking that he was Jalen Ramsey. How has he been out there competing with some of these good receivers that you just mentioned?
3: Well, it's funny. uh, Despite his school, he's actually balling. He's playing (laughs) well. Um, (laughs) He's doing an excellent job. He's physical. He has that it factor, that dog uh, in him. And so I would imagine only thing I would critique him on is, I mean, he's a D.B., Um, So he's the PBU king. He has to get more interceptions. He has to capture that to be able to give the offense uh, more opportunities because he has the the potential to really void out that side of the field. He's doing it very early and very quickly in training camp already.
1: Talking to Steve Smith Sr. right now, NFL Network Analyst. He is also there at Panthers training camp. And so let's talk about Christian McCaffrey because I know fantasy owners, you know, the rest of the NFC South, all of us want to know, what is the status, what is the health, how has he looked there at training camp?
3: I mean, he looks good. He's he's explosive, he's running, he's patient. Uh, he's also, he you know, he has that... He has that his stick when he needs to, but a lot of people don't really realize it because he, you know, because of how fast and uh, how quick uh, footed he is. Um, but Christian is one of those guys. I think has been unfortunately for fantasy football uh, savants they hated that he was, he was down, but I think it was a benefit to show that uh, Coach Rule can do other things, and other players can step up. So when you have your workhorse back in the game, um, teams can't just say, hey, if we take away Christian and everybody's, uh, then the Carolina Panthers can't move the ball. Well, I believe they can move the ball, and they've showed uh, shown that other guys can step up. they got to have a guy. Uh, I think Dan Arnold is going to step up and really show – uh, it wasn't a fluke when he was out in Arizona. He can really play. And Chuba Herbert, uh, Herbert um, is really a good running back that I think uh, can really surprise some people for Oklahoma State uh, as well. That can be that one-two punch um, that people don't expect.
0: Now, Steve, let's cut to the chase. What's the realistic Expectations for the Panthers within this division in NFC South. You know, can they push New Orleans for the second best team within the division, or is this still a, 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 the beginning of a rebuild?
3: I mean, that's a fair question, I, and, and I really have to be honest and say that we don't know, right? And, and the reason why we don't know, and, and people may get frustrated at that, well, how don't you know? Well, the same reason I give this analogy. I got four boys, well, actually four kids, three boys. Now when I'm playing basketball or whatever sport we're playing in the backyard, man, I always think my kid is the best. Until you take him on the other side of the tracks, right, especially if it's basketball, you take him to the the blacktop in the hood, and you realize "Uh, little Stevie isn't that great when he's going against his dad, right? And so you really don't know until you line up, put that mouthpiece in, button up your chin strap, and you see how guys react to get hit in the mouth. And so when you figure that out, uh, that's when we're having a real true assessment. Um, it's unfair, but I, as the analyst and also a homer, it does benefit a little bit that we go to Indy in a couple of weeks, and um, their starting quarterback is not full strength. So they're they're kind of like us where they're figuring it out. So it gives us a little bit of time defensively, but not uh, offensively, uh, because that defense is still a monster.
1: Talking to Steve Smith right now, an NFL Network analyst. He's joining us here on Keyshawn, Jay, Will, and Zubin. Let's switch gears and go to Baltimore, another place that you played. Uh, Ed Reed recently said that Lamar Jackson just can't do it on his own. He's looking for a contract extension and obviously for Baltimore to take another step, especially in the playoffs this year. What did you make about those comments that Ed Reed had?
3: Uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I kinda would say that. You know, I understand what it means and I agree. Uh also looking at the roster, they have some pieces. I think and I and I've always said this and I get in trouble with those folks up there, um, is I'm a receiver. So that, that you know, that offense that they run and yes, for the last two years they have led the league in scoring. Great. But I'm a wide receiver. And yes, I like to block. But I don't like to block, you know, eighty percent of my of the time because that is hard to work with. And not saying, hey, I want the ball all the time. But here's the problem: if you're running the ball eighty percent of the time, and that twenty percent now, you need to throw a pass. If you only throw that pass in the first quarter, and all of a sudden you need a big play in the fourth, or well, where am I going to get? I'm a specialist. This is my craft. Where am I going to get that data? to know, hey, which routes are good or not good to run on this this defense and this corner. You have to have enough information, and that information has to be processed, gathered, and spit out for an equation to give them, because the receiver is a problem solver, to give them an understanding of what I can run. When I played back in 1980, right? coaches say, hey, what route do you want? We need a big play. What route do you want to run? Well, if I haven't been able to run a route in the last two quarters, and now in the fourth quarter you want me to run a sluggo, which is a slant and go, and I've never run a slant all day, well what's this what's my success rate on a sluggo if I haven't even got enough data to know and give the corner any indication that I can mm-hmm. beat him on a slant? Zero. So that's why as a receiver I'm always saying you gotta you gotta be balanced and you gotta let your receivers go to work because if you're waiting for hope and a dream in the fourth quarter, but you haven't given them any any work in the second or third, you're not going to be successful. So, yeah, you can get a new players in there, but you got to throw the ball, in, and teams have yeah. to fear that you can throw the ball deep. You could throw the ball intermediate, and you have that yak factor. So, you know, yards have to catch. If if those receivers don't have that, it really doesn't matter what. I can do yep, RPOs and wing T that you're running. The corner is like, I know you're not throwing it, so I don't. It doesn't matter. I can cheat. I can blitz. I can. I can start to uh, benefit uh, the defense because I know the passing game is is, is not going to be there.
1: We will find out what happens with the Ravens this upcoming season. That is Steve Smith, Sr. of NFL Network. Thank you so much for the insight this morning. A reminder, you can catch out NFL Network's Inside Training Camp. It airs throughout the week, starting each day at 10 a.m. Eastern. See you later, Steve.
0: I want some Bojangles, Steve. Thank you.
1: Appreciate it. Keyshawn Jabil and Zoom is brought to you by Capital One with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts and an app that lets you bank anytime, anywhere. Choosing Capital One is like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One and a member FDIC. Okay, really quick. I do need to give a little shout out here to the Connor Kids Academy because my husband mm. is watching this with a bunch of little kids right now in Ohio, and I feel like we should just say hello to them. do what
0: i What up, though?
1: <laughs> also, one point guard is taking his talents from the north to South Beach. But what does one free agent mean for the rest of the NBA? We'll tell you mm-hmm. next after Bart has this from RumbleOn. On.
0: Do you have a motorcycle, ATV, or even a truck that's sitting in your garage that you've been waiting to sell? With, with RumbleOn.com you can easily turn your Unused vehicle into cash in minutes. RumbleOn.com gives you the cash, o- gives you a cash offer for your vehicle and pick it up for free anytime, anywhere. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, and even if you're just looking to trade it in, RumbleOn will pay you cash no matter what the make or model. Visit RumbleOn.com today and enter promo code Radio to get $300 increase in your cash offer. Fast bikes, faster cash.
2: Miami Heat, one of the busier teams in the first day and night of NBA free agency. Miami's not a bad city to be in. <laughs>
0: no. Kyle Lowry will be involved in a sign and trade to Miami. This is an on and off the court uh, great pickup. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin.
4: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in
1: America. so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com.
0: That's L E C T R I C dot
2: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
0: Oh yeah, free agent frenzy
1: is upon us in the NBA. It all started last night at 6 p.m. Eastern, and it really took off from there, right? And the guy dropping all the bomb- bombs on Twitter, on uh, everywhere else it feels like, was Adrian Wojnarowski, who we're going to be joined by in just a little bit. This is Keyshawn, Jay Willens, we've been presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Bart Scott, Shea Cornette, filling in for the guys this morning, and we have been, it feels like, I feel like I've been with you for like a month
0: and we've only yeah. done
1: it like five times. I feel like I'm sitting here with Bart Scott for a month. Legitimately. Yeah, yeah,
0: I wear people out. I, I, I do it quickly. <laughs>
1: I'm not saying that it's just <laughs> early mornings you know it just takes a long time to get adjusted that's all okay so Adrian Wojnarowski is with us right now he's joining us on the Goodyear hotline he's our ESPN senior NBA insider good morning to you Woj I hope you got a little bit of rest at some point mm-hmm. last night I know it has been crazy mm-hmm. over the last 24 hours let's start with Kyle Lowry really because that seemed like the first shoe to fall right so what does his move to the heat and to the Eastern Conference mean
4: Well, certainly, listen, this is a move that he's eyed for quite a while, and when he started to think about life after Toronto, I think Miami's been at the forefront of that. His relationship with Jimmy Butler, just how he fits in that Miami organization. Uh, This is very much of a win-now team in Miami that's been put together, uh, and and they're going to be formidable Uh, again in the Eastern Conference, just a year removed from going to the Conference Finals. But uh, you got to give Pat Riley, Andy Ellisberg, their GM, a lot of credit for without cap space mm-hmm. maneuvering uh, to have the right pieces to do the sign and trade with Toronto and get Kyle Lowry a three-year, I'm told, nearly $90 million deal uh, without the benefit of salary cap space.
0: You know, what I love is like how you have some teams going with the youth movement, but then they on the other west coast, the left coast. You have, like, the AARP movement, right, where you think about Ben Gay and all the sponsorships <laughs> that the Lakers can get. How do they continue to fill this roster out with aging players plus 32 years and, and above only allowed?
4: Yeah, and, and a lot of players who have history in L.A., uh, you know, as we reported, bringing in Trevor Ariza, Dwight Howard, you know, to start filling out that bench. You know, one more player the Lakers would like to add, Carmelo Anthony. Uh, you know, certainly a long history with LeBron James. They've done everything but play together in the NBA. They played on the Olympic team uh, together. They were high school rivals at all the big camps when they were teenagers. And now perhaps an opportunity to play together uh, in L.A. if Carmelo decides uh, to do that. But but certainly, you know, this is a Laker team that is going to just fill up on those veteran minimum deals, players uh, who might like to win a championship, come back play in LA and you're seeing that's the formula they're using to try to round out their bench.
1: So Chris Paul staying with the Suns on a four-year deal could be worth up to $120 million. It sounds like Woj. And again, Adrian Wojnarowski joining us this morning in the morning after free agency has begun. So he gets that four-year deal. And I thought leading up to free agency, like a deal above three years was kind of out of the question. Well, he gets that four-year deal. How excited are the Suns to have him back and how was he able to get this done?
4: Well, I I think for Phoenix, it was imperative that they brought him back. It would have destabilized their entire organization to not have Chris Paul back. You know, Devin Booker, uh, you know, he's placed so much trust in Chris Paul in that relationship, the success they had together. It's going to cost them more. DeAndre Ayton, you know, the number one overall pick in the 2018 draft, he's up uh, for his rookie extension. You know, you're looking at a max extension. I I don't imagine he's going to accept much less than that, if anything, and Mikael Bridges, you know, who's been a tremendous two-way player for uh, Phoenix, he's also up for his rookie extension. You know, that could run them in the $20 million a year range. They re-sign, they're they going to re-sign campaign uh, on a three-year deal. Uh, so the success they've had in Phoenix now is also going to be costly.
0: You know, what I'm looking at, I'm looking at just just went over the ticker, Norman Powell signed back with the Blazers you know and i'm i'm wondering as i'm looking at what the lakers are doing i'm looking at what miami is doing how dame dollar may be looking at the moves that his own organization is making and you know i'm i'm trying to anticipate what those conversations will be back when he gets back from the olympics you know have the blazers done enough in your opinion to improve this team to be able to to be considered a true um you know competition for the west
4: I think they are. I think the Blazers have been that in the Western Conference. And, uh, you know, bringing in Ben, ben McLemore uh, to start shoring up their bench. Cody Zeller is a good backup center for them to have behind Nurkic. This is a Blazer team that went healthy. Uh, is, has been formidable in the West. They've been in the postseason eight straight years. And, uh, listen, C.J. McCollum uh, goes down last year having his best season of, the, of his career. You know, they lose him for a month and a half. This is still one of the best starting fives in the league. Norman Powell, uh, listen, they brought him over from Toronto in that Gary Trent deal. Now they re-sign him. They've got time here, uh, certainly to make more moves. You don't have to make them all in the first night. And so, uh, listen, this is a very good Portland team. I think that gets lost in this. And I think Chauncey Billups is going to make a real impact, especially on the defensive end uh, in Portland. Terry Stotts was an outstanding coach there for a long time. But I think... There's going to be a renewed focus on the defensive end, and and that could make this team look different.
1: You're listening to Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. That's where we are right now with our ESPN senior NBA insider. His name is Adrian Wojnarowski. on the morning after NBA free agency has gotten underway. Okay, the Knicks brought a lot of guys back, and we heard yesterday from Stephen A. Smith that possibly, we're talking about Portland, possibly Damian Lillard, if he is unhappy, could be going to the Knicks. Nonetheless, do you see the Knicks, on top of what they were able to do yesterday in bringing these guys back, making any additional moves, Woj?
4: Well, you, you, <clears throat> I think the Knicks, you know, their focus, and I think rightly so, is to keep their own. Derrick Rose, Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks, you know, we reported all those deals last night, and I think uh, that was what they wanted to do. I thought it was the right thing for them to do. And, and they've got a, a group that got the fourth seed in the, West, in the Eastern Conference in the postseason, and now you want to grow off of that. And certainly Evan Fournier, uh, as we reported four years Uh, perhaps nearly $78 million, uh, another key addition. You take him away from the Celtics. Uh, This is a Knicks team uh, that I think is going to be formidable again in the East. You know, that big move isn't always there, and I think they've got to keep flexibility for when there's a star player who wants out somewhere, who they want to try to acquire. Uh, And I think you try to keep, they have draft picks moving forward as they continue to develop their young players. They become assets in potential deals, uh, but I think right now this is a team uh, that, that, again, should be a playoff team and, and a team that should compete, again, to be to have a first-round home series in the playoffs, which is no small accomplishment even in the East.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of a superstar that we are a little bit unsure of, what's the latest on Kawhi Leonard and you know the contract or um, negotiations with the Clippers?
4: Yeah, th- there's really nowhere for Kawhi Leonard to go. I mean, salary cap space is eating up. All over the league. Uh, I, I think Kawhi Leonard opted out to do another, perhaps another short-term deal with the Lakers that sets or with the Clippers. Excuse me, that sets him up for a longer, uh, a, a longer, more lucrative deal down the road. He can do a one-plus-one deal, really, as he's rehabbing. Essentially, be paid to rehab next year, which is what's going to happen with that ACL injury. Uh, You know, there's real concern whether Kawhi can play at all next season. You know, we know if you have an ACL injury in the playoffs, especially the playoffs that are pushed back a month because of a pandemic schedule, it's going to be hard to play that following season. Uh, But I think his future, certainly his immediate future is with the Clippers. They're building out their team and their roster with the idea that Kawhi Leonard is back, if not late next year, the following year. And how do they build a roster that can be ready to win a championship uh, or to continue to compete for a championship uh, when he is on the floor again?
1: Interesting stuff. Adrian Wojnarowski delivering the very latest in terms of NBA free agency. Woj, thank you so much for the insight this morning. Thanks, guys. See you later. I'm sure Woj will be a very busy man for the remainder of the day. Okay, Caller Roulette is next. If you don't know how to play, it's very easy. Just give us a call. We want to know what's the best case, worst case scenario for your favorite NFL teams. The phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN. It's triple eight seven two nine three seven seven six. That's next after Bart has this from DoorDash. DoorDash.
0: Uh, yeah, I uh, wish I would have been prepared for this one. <laughs> DoorDash. You got Door-dash. it for me.
1: DoorDash. It's coming. DoorDash.
0: All right. DoorDash. Okay, here we go. DoorDash with the summer of Dash Pass. Right now, Dash Pass members are taking $10 off groceries, alcohol, pet food, and more. Need a nightcap? $10 off. Got a cough? Get relief delivered and less. Want to surprise your crush? Send a gift and save. Try Dash Pass for free and get special savings, exclusive menu items, and $0 delivery fees year-round. Get more from your neighborhood now with Dash Pass in the da- DoorDash app and stay cool out there. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for call a roulette. You know the rules. Don't ask us how we are. We're good. I don't want to hear any of that. Get in, say your name, and make your point and ask the question.
4: 888 729 888 say ESPN and don't mess it up.
0: Don't mess it up. Especially you, line five.
4: to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash unsportsmanlike.
0: Be a Lion 5 guy, please. Here in
1: Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests, join us on the Goodyear Hotline. We're playing a game of Caller Roulette. If you don't know how to do it, you just give us a call. Here, triple eight, say ESPN, and we will go to you, and you will tell us what's on your mind. Bart Scott, shake hornet filling in for the dudes this morning. Caller Roulette is brought to you by Napa. Whether it's next day delivery or getting involved in their local communities, Napa goes above and beyond to serve you because their motor never quits. That's Napa know-how. Let's spin the wheel. Line two. Good morning to you.
3: Good
0: morning, AJ, Cincinnati. All right, Bengals, best-case scenario, playoff dub. Worst-case scenario, Burrow injury. My personal input, I think Burrow's going to win Comeback Player of the Year.
1: Ooh. I Who like a- this one. Who was comeback player of the Zach, Joe Burrow. Zach, what am I talking Joe, about?
0: Joe Burrow. I mean, it's going to be tough because you think that somebody's going to continue to get the ball in their hands. is Christian McCaffrey. You know, he's a guy that w- when the last time we saw him in the full season had over two thousand yards of total productivity, a thousand, thousand receiver and rushing. You know, I mean, that's going to be tough to beat. But you know, Joe Burrow. A lot of times, the voters kind of reward winning. Mm-hmm. Both of those teams maybe have the same outlook. Maybe you have a little brighter outlook for Carolina than you do for for for, uh, for the Bengals. But I don't think either team gets above seven, eight wins. Okay,
1: so he said best case scenario is making the playoffs. Worst case scenario is that Joe Burrow gets hurt again. Don't even put that in the universe. <laughs> if you are anywhere near Cincinnati, please do not. All right, spin the wheel. Line three.
3: Good morning Cody from Chesapeake Virginia I was a best case worst case scenario for the Packers Uh, best case Aaron Rodgers comes in ready to do it for the gang and we go all the way and win the chip Uh, worst case he comes in in a terrible mood we lose the first four and they already start asking about Jordan love
1: okay Best case, worst case scenario for the Packers. He's in a terrible mood. <laughs> it's what <he> says, <laughs> is what he led with. Um, that, no doubt, has got to be a concern for Green Bay Packers fans. But you look at the first four games. As he said, they go zero and four out of the gate. New Orleans, Detroit, San Fran, Pittsburgh. If nothing else, you would assume Detroit's a W, right? Yeah,
0: I mean, what are we we're trying to play a a in the same light as uh, Kyrie Irving? He's in a bad mood. We need to sage, it, sage, it, sage the stadium. I think, uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is on a mission. I think, you know, what my biggest concern about them is if he gets hurt, right? Because, you know, that train's never late. And, you know, you play a physical game like that. If he gets hurt, then you have to have Jordan Love in. And, and, you know, you also lose trade value for Aaron.
1: Hey, there's got to be I say this all the time, but you draft players for a reason. Like, you had to have seen something in him. And now he's going to have almost two years under his belt under Aaron Rodgers. Like, you'd hope he's learned a thing or two and could be ready if that moment does come sooner rather than later. Spin the wheel. Line one.
3: Yeah, hi. Good morning, Bart good morning. and Shea. This is uh, John from South Carolina. What's going on? Hello? Hello? John, what's what you up? got
0: for us? We hear you, baby. What's going on?
3: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, just want to let you know, number one, I'm a big fan. I love both of you guys. Bart, you crack me up every morning. <laughs> but uh, best case, worst case for my Arizona Cardinals okay. is uh, I hope they just all live up to the potential I uh, hope JJ brings a little bit of leadership and stays healthy. Yeah. yeah. And if they do that, I think they got a good chance to make the playoffs. Worst case scenario with the rough schedule: if they don't come together, JJ gets hurt, and Chandler Jones stays uh, disgruntled, yeah. I think we're going to get off to possibly a one in five start and not even have a chance to make the playoffs. So and, and okay. AJ Green comeback player of the year.
1: Okay. Um, it's interesting because all of a sudden now the narrative with the Cardinals has shifted to the defense clearly. Yeah. I mean, like we were talking about Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins last year. and Now we're all we're all in on J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones.
0: Well, well, because when they lost Chandler Jones, you know, they didn't get the pressure that they needed and then put too much pressure on Kyler Murray. Now you talk about J.J. Watt coming there, bringing that veteran leadership. He's like the Captain America of the NFL yeah. universe. And he's going to come here and maybe stabilize. Buda Baker is a show is sure enough stud. And Xavier and, um, Collins to me was the, the best linebacker that I had rated even above Parsons because I feel like he does everything. It reminds me a bit of Erlacher, Keekly, all those type of guys that can you know, and Isaiah Simmons and what was about a guy Buda? Yeah, Buddha right there, but also Isaiah Simmons, who's supposed to be the Swiss Army knife. That was supposed to be a guy that can line up at corners, safety, being you know six three, running a four 40. You know, but he didn't live up to expectations last year. And I think coming now, they have a complete team, and you think they will have my favorite player on that team that I'm excited to see. I love, I like, I love Christian Kurt. I mm-hmm. love AJ mm-hmm. um, Green, but man, I'm excited about Rondell Moore, who I feel like is Percy Harvin 2.0. Ooh, some big shoes to fill.
1: Spin the wheel. Good morning to line four.
3: Bill from Nashville, uh, best case, worst case scenario for the Steelers. Best
4: case, uh, Steelers ride Najee Harris and the defense to deepen the playoffs, give Big Ben the, the uh, send off he deserves. Worst case, the revamp line doesn't make it. It's a dumpster fire. Ben gets hurt. They move to Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins and bad stuff.
1: <laughs> okay, that would not be good. I want to throw this out there in terms of the run game, which struggled last year. Let's call it what it is. Yeah. And I loved what you said about during the preseason that you want to see the Steelers basically like shove it down everyone's throats, like watch yeah. us run the football and watch us run it the whole time. It should be noted that the Steelers and Cowboys are in the Hall of Fame game on Thursday. Two sleeps left. Um, in the preseason, 2018, 2017, 2019, last three years that we've seen the preseason, the Steelers win 3-1. and one. They're always prepared, it seems like, for preseason football. Nonetheless, <laughs> over the last five seasons, Steelers are 29-7 and seven when they're running back average over four yards per carry. Bring in Najee Harris, the 24th overall pick. That should be easy to accomplish, you would think, this year.
0: Yeah, I believe so. And also remember, they have one of the most deadly receiving cores in the game right now. When you think about Juju, you think about Johnson, and you think about Claypool. So that means they can run the ball and have power run games out of um, subsets. Right? So that means you get your nickel back on there. And, and Najee Harris, who I think is uh, underrated as far as his ability to catch the ball, can be a third down back. I think he can pose a lot of problems because now you don't know how to match up because they are out there in three wide. So, I mean, I think, listen, the Steelers have always been one of the organizations that just figure it out. You don't know how, why, but they just end up to being one of the stable um, organizations. Mike has never had a losing season. I'll be like, you know, 15 years. I don't know how long he's been there. It seems like he's been there forever. Um, and I don't expect them to have a losing season this year.
1: When you're getting ready for a preseason game, does yeah. the win-loss – matter
0: no not at all I don't care I just want to make sure when the starters are out there how we look because a lot of these games are decided by the backups right and you know the, half of those guys ain't gonna be on the team anyway I mean it just yeah makes, you're playing for a yeah, position spot yeah, essentially. It, it just makes practice a lot easier because you don't want to hear the coach sit up there and complain and talk all this crap and you and you know the game don't really matter but you know coaches always want to keep people uncomfortable so they use that as a way to yell at people
1: yeah but let and let it hurts
0: my feelings as- quite frankly <laughs>
1: Clearly, it's still bothering you. But as professional athletes, obviously you're motivated by competition. So you would—I I just didn't know if like the W and L make a difference. No,
0: nah, no. Nah, as long as I get a couple of night nights, put somebody to sleep, and I get out of there healthy, that's all I care about, man. Look, you know what Bart, I'm saying? We get paid on Tuesdays.
1: All Bart is thinking about is the night night, is the sleep part, because he's like lacking it over the last oh, yeah, two nights. Man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is one, it- one more to go, man? I think I—we can hear uh, Santa Claus almost here. I can hear <laughs> Keyshawn, aka Baby Smoke, almost here on the on the airplane somewhere. Not
1: like anyone's, not like anyone's thinking about it. All right. Right, uh, for Bart Scott, my name is Shay Cornett. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. It has been, been fun. For Keyshawn, Jay, I Will, and Zubin, we will see you next no time. Greeny is next here on ESP.
0: Without the ones like you
1: who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies.